Hey, y'all. Before we get into this week's episode with Joe from Socialist Alternative talking about poor brain, I just wanted to put this little kind of interjection in here to let y'all know that I had some issue with my old microphone in recording the next part of this podcast. So I apologize ahead of time. I'm going to do my best to clean the audio up, but it's it is what it is and i can only do so much but the main reason that i wanted to put this little interjection in here wasn't to be make excuses for my crappy home studio but more to let you all know that thanks to your generous donations to support the show through anchor doc or anchor fm <coughs> i was able to buy a brand new microphone a new mic stand and some new cables So I'm really hoping that the audio quality continues to improve as we go through this. Um, And I just wanted y'all to know that that's where your donations are going. And if you're interested in helping support this show and making, making it so I can do better quality work, we can reach the message to more people. If you go to Anchor FM, Red Leg Revolution, there is a tab where you can click support. And if you want, you can make a one-time donation, I believe, or you can become a monthly supporter. Eventually, I'm going to get a Patreon going, and we'll have exclusive early access to episodes and mini-episodes that are only to Patreon and stuff like that. But it's not a priority of mine because I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this to help the community. But if you want to help me help the community, that's how you're going to go about it. So, anyway, here's the show. I hope you all enjoy it. All right. The best part of doing a podcast is making up introductions on the fly that may or may not be funny. Boston. (laughs) Radio Boston. I I could just open them like Robert Evans on Behind the Bastards does and be like, what's crawling up my butt and dying? (laughs) Good morning, I'm gay. Right? Yes, welcome. Welcome to uh, Red Leg Revolution. I had a brain fart. I forgot what the hell the name of my own show is. Uh, yeah, Red Light Revolution. I am C-Dubs. I am your host, and I have my buddy Joe here from Socialist Alternative to talk about poor brain. So if you're just now starting this episode and you didn't already listen to the first episode, on one hand, I respect you. No gods, no masters. Bring that chaotic energy. On the other hand, don't complain to me when you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Just saying. So, you want to say hi before we uh, jump? No, right I'm just in? gonna keep doing like the Baptist mm-hmm no. things to whatever you're saying. I think of it more as a blues thing. One, <laughs> okay. my favorite, uh-huh. my favorite blues album of all time is a live recording that BB King did with Bobby Bland, and there's a whole song where, and this is when BB King was a kid, and Bobby right. Bland was old. Before like, he was sitting down all yeah, the time. Yeah, and BB's like standing up. You can hear him walking around playing the guitar, and he's just talking. And Bobby Bland's just in the back like, talk on, son. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I need a hype man like that. Yeah, you, know? you need a BB King's hype man. It, well, I mean, I, I'm my own hype man. I'm, <laughs> I'm an awesome hype man. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. Um, so, yeah, poor brain. So we closed out the last episode talking about me buying my first suit. 
So buying a suit caused me a panic attack because of poor brain. Another thing that causes me a lot of dread and panic issues, I need to take these headphones off. That's why everything sounds weird. Um, <laughs> weird with not having my echo. All right, yes, eating. Um, I, don't, I don't like eating. And when I was a kid, I was fed, but into young adulthood, there were more than once in my life where I didn't eat because I couldn't afford to. And I'm not talking like I didn't eat for a day. I would have one meal every three or four days if I was lucky, and that meal was usually spaghetti. Um, so when I was a kid, though, I'd eat five meals a day and still want extra snacks. It's not just my hairy feet and short stature that make me half a hobbit. But after the second time that I had to go for over a month eating one meal every two or three days, I grew a serious aversion to eating. I realized that if I ate breakfast, the most important meal of the day, I'm told, I would find myself hungry sooner rather than later. And when I had no money for food, this caused me extensive stress. So I Pavlov myself to skip breakfast and lunch. Eventually, I stopped feeling hunger pangs, or more accurately, stopped acknowledging them. It made more fiscal sense to eat dinner and pass out rather than eat three square meals a day that I couldn't afford. That gave me an eating disorder, which, like everything else extreme poverty has given me, still lingers to this day. <laughs> For what it's worth, I am better at eating now than I used to be, but it is still a struggle. It's something I have to force myself to do. Another thing here, I actually resent eating. I don't know if that's based in poor brain or just neurodivergence, but I, I don't want to have to eat. It's, I don't like to have to do anything, eat, sleep, drink water. It's mm -hmm. the anarchist in me. Hell yeah, dude. No rules. Right. No gods, no masters, no I'm calories. Not, I'm not even going to live by my body's rules. Right. Like, who's in charge here, me or you? <laughs> right? Like, I'm still trying to, to break gravity. You know? yeah. Like, fuck gravity, man. Gravity's a law. It's made to be You're broken. You're still that kid, like, trying to use the force. Exactly. Like, to open doors and shit. Right. Still hasn't worked, but I'm not quite there yet. Yet. I'm still a Padawan, yeah. <laughs> but there's a reason I got a Yoda on my altar over here. Um, Yoda, there's a Yoda and a Lorax on the bottom of my altar right there, because they're kind of like my fictional spirit guys. Yeah, sorry, Cooper's really into Star Wars. Like. Oh, it's all good. I, I was really into Star Wars until they killed all the old awesome stuff and decided it wasn't canon because Disney, Disney ruined everything yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm a fan of Star Wars and I'm not a hater if you enjoy the new Star Wars more power to you but I'm just saying Kylo Ren doesn't exist okay I'm going on a tangent with this Go it's gonna be real quick but did you know there is a line in the last one I didn't see the last one I saw the first two like Force Awakens and something Last Jedi I don't know in the last one Palpatine comes back apparently and there's a line where he says Somehow, Palpatine returned. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Disney cash that's, grab. Yeah, that's when I knew I'm never watching another. Right, that's Star that's Wars. some nice four wall, fourth wall breaking, yeah. though. I, I will take that. Somehow. <laughs> it's not quite... Uh, Somehow my eating disorder returns. Right? <laughs> Who needs the backstory? <laughs> so, yeah, but... Back to poor brain, outside of the fact that it makes us all apparently hate new Star Wars. Um, it comes first full circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it has to be somewhere. Um, another way that poor brain affects both myself and many, 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 many other people. Um, I have a hard time spending money on myself or not panicking when I have to make a major purchase. Uh, you kind of brought this up earlier. Um, for example... 
I've never in my life as an adult owned a bed that was brand new from a store. I think I maybe got a new bed once when I was a kid. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure my older brother got the new bed and I got the hand-me-down. So um, recently, well, not recently, this was damn near six months ago, but um, my last partner and I broke up. She took the you know her bed, which well within her rights to. Uh, I did manage to get a little single bed through the wonders of the community but I realized that it's not really meeting my needs so I decided I was going to buy a bed it's getting delivered in here in a few days and up until now my beds were either secondhand or belong to my current partner um, and my bed at the moment is that single so it's a single um, despite all I know how important restful sleep is I bought the cheapest mattress that was offered I did extensive research on not the quality or the customer rating, but what was literally what I would allow myself to spend on something my brain decided was a luxury. Okay, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Where did you buy the mattress? Mattress from. Oh, my God. You went there? That place scares me, man. Oh, I, d I didn't go there. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, you got, like... I went online. online. Yeah, I'm like... Okay, they have an online Yeah, thing? that. but that's, an, that. that's another, like kind of ties into what I'm talking Talk about, about here. Anxiety, yeah, yeah I can get online and do the research... I would have a panic attack going to buy a bed, much like I did buying the suit. It's like going to, like I went to mattress firm. You know, when I went, I went when I was younger, and I don't remember them being as pushy. But it's kind of turned into a guitar center where it's like you go in there and you have to buy the most expensive bed there, and you have to put it on like an 18-month plan. Yep. At like $300 a month. This is honestly one of the good things that comes out of having a shitty credit. They won't finance <laughs> me. So it's like, I'm not going to pay $1,500 for a $500 Hell bed. Yeah. I paid 150 bucks. I drained my savings account. That's good, but dude. like, we'll see if it, you know, if it does what I need. They only gave me a $400 prime card, which is good. Because if they gave me more, forget about it. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, I found one. It's it's coming. But even, like, to buy it, I was hesitating to buy it. And my partner actually had to prompt me to be like, look, you need a bed. <laughs> Just buy the damn thing. So my poor brain kept telling me I have a perfectly good single bed or I can push my sectional together to form the infamous Franken bed. Or I've slept on sidewalks in my car, air mattresses, pallets, and cots, so a bed shouldn't even be a priority. My brain conveniently left out a few details, such as my bed, current bed is too small, um, and it's perfect size for my son, but really it's too small for certain um, activities with other people. Uh, get your mind out of the gutter, man. I'm talking about playing Magic the Gathering, but ass naked. I mean, if you're not playing Magic the Gathering naked, are you really playing Magic the Gathering? Uh, so most importantly, though, I, my mind leaves out the most important part, that I deserve rest. I deserve comfort. I work my ass off in a manual labor job, and I deserve to recuperate efficiently. I've got my fingers crossed that this bed serves my needs, but if not, I'll probably just endure it. Because another thing I've learned from being in poverty my entire life is we don't get to win. For example, the bed. They charge restocking fees. If they have to come pick it up, they charge pickup fees. The pickup fees would literally be more than me returning this bed. So I'm just kind of, I probably should have gone and gone and laid on some beds, but also I'm like, I can't afford any of the beds that would have, so does it really matter? 
I mean, at least this way, I don't have to deal with any salespeople telling me, oh, you need a frame. And oh, I'm like, bro, I'm a carpenter. Oh, I, I almost wanted to do it just so they would try to sell me a frame so I could be like, I'm going to custom build my own frame. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm like a people pleaser, so I get really stressed out when I deal with, like, salesmen. Like, I capitulate super... I usually bring somebody with me so that, like, they can be like, no, he doesn't want that. Okay, well, so what I'm hearing like is <laughs> go make more money so that I have work to do for you so I can totally upsell everything yes. and, you know, <laughs> be a full-on capitalist. Yeah. How can I exploit my customers? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's there's no winning when you're poor. You just engage into these systems that have gotten... I've noticed, at least as I've gotten older, it's gotten progressively worse. Um, the scales are more and more weighted against us. Whereas, you know, back when we were kids, you could take something back to a store and not have to pay a restocking And fee. I like how you brought up, like, you know, as Marxists, we try to be materialist. And you brought up probably the two most essential things that you can talk about in this conversation, and that's food and sleep. And I don't, how many, you know, studies come out every day saying your sleep is the most important thing followed by your food like they're discovering more and more that your gut is related to your mood than yep. like parts of your brain are yep. like in your second brain or whatever the fuck they call it so i don't know and i'll throw my stuff in like i have insomnia really bad like i take trazodone i can't sleep without it i can't people take melatonin do this have a sleep don't no phone light uh, mm. 45 no that, none of that shit works for me yeah i need trazodone to go to bed at a reasonable time it's just how my brain works is that prescription yes ah gee it's almost like we may need to talk about healthcare. oh wait we yeah. are going to talk about healthcare. yeah yeah but to finish that off like and with food like I'm kind of the opposite where, like, you said you, like, had problems eating. Like, I stress eat, like, mm -hmm. big time. Yeah. And, and then I feel guilty and shameful about spending money on Yeah. It. So yeah. same concept really at the end of the day. Well, but I mean, then that's one of the reasons when I was writing this I brought up eating because I literally was needing – I got off work. I was tired, long day. And I – you know, I get takeout because who's got time to cook? And I – I basically freak out every time I have to because it's rare that I want want something and no so it's always what's gonna give me the most food for my money yeah. so I'm like literally switching between four or five fast food apps going well this one's got this coupon going this one's got this basket going and I think that's a big reason that I don't like eating because it's not just that it's if and I cook a lot here at home and even cooking it's like I can't like make something and not be like well that just cost me five bucks to right. make yeah. am i going to be able to get like that back? the score yeah, yeah yeah and you can't really get away and you said you're set up to lose like you're literally counting score against yourself every time you have to spend money yeah. <laughs> like oh uh, yes yeah, it's like it's like every second of your life losing a a basketball game. Right. <laughs> like the big game. Dude, I saw a comic the other day on Twitter that was somebody, it was four panel strip, and the first one was this person sitting outside under a tree, sun setting, just enjoying it. Second panel is them thinking to themselves, this is nice. Third panel is them just sitting and enjoying the, the sunset. Fourth panel is a random hand coming out from the side of the thing. It's like, that'll be $70. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's how it is. Just yeah, being awake much. costs money nowadays. Yeah. I don't care if it's sitting here using electricity because you're watching TV or recording a podcast or eating or drinking or just 
even to have a home to exist in. If you break it down, we don't, yeah, we don't think about that very often because we pay in, you know, bulk payments, but you can break down that. I, I pay 1100 bucks a month for this place. I could sit down and do the math and find out how much one second of occupancy costs. I'd rather take my chances in a hunter-gatherer society at this point. Yeah. Than like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, particularly since we already have the built infrastructure to where we could just kind of do that and just not pay rent, but that's that's down the line. Um, but I know this is a struggle that I, I'm not the only one enduring, as we've just talked about. It's a struggle we all go through. At least the founding members of my cult are humble listeners of this podcast. Uh, I imagine some of you did have something more akin to a lower middle class lifestyle, and some of this may be news to you. When I talk about class privilege, this is the stuff I'm talking about. It goes deeper than just having generational wealth through, through homeownership and credit scores. It goes into the very fabric of existence. Imagine growing up and your parents aren't awake because they work opposite shifts. And when they are awake, they're mentally imbalanced because they don't have insurance or are working all the time and neglecting self-care out of necessity. You know that the fridge will be full at the first of the month, but it's going to be cold lunch meat sandwiches in a few weeks. You eat a lot of spaghetti. Your house is falling apart because your parents don't have generational income and their credit score is whack, so you don't bring friends home. You know you probably need to talk to a therapist or shrink, but again, your parents don't have insurance. You only bathe randomly because six people are using the same water heater, or maybe you only have cold showers because the gas got shut off. Both those are true stories in my case. Uh, your clothes are hand-me-downs, threadbare and stained, and maybe you stink because your parents haven't had the time off or energy to go to the laundromat. You're going to endure extra social issues coming from this scenario, extra vehicles for bullies, and that's not even counting things like missing extracurriculars because you can't afford them, or being late all the time because the car breaks down or you miss the bus. The stressors go on and they all compound. They break us in ways that we can't often identify. Not only does it break us, it breaks the society we live in. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, all those things I've dealt with, and it just makes you, you know, we <laughs> there is a epidemic of uh, troubled white men <laughs> in this country. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I think, you know, I think there's the easy answers and the hard answers for why particularly my generation I think people are very bitter and I think it's the stress of all this and it leads to bitter people and like it's all materialist conditions it's all solvable oh yeah and I think that's why what makes it even worse and what makes people angrier like I know that deep down like I know who my inner child is I'm in touch with that mm -hmm. person and I know it's not a bitter angry yeah pissed off person but like I sure fucking feel like that all the time. Yeah. And right. I think a lot of what we're talking about has to do with that. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and because I think a big reason is because how do you constructively, you know, contribute to fixing these problems? You know what I mean? You, you're on top. I'm, you literally segued into the very, very <laughs> next. He, he has not seen this script. So, like, the fact that he just, like, perfectly tied the very next paragraph together, um, which... Again, this was originally written as one episode, but we did too. So before we get into how we can help fix these problems, we are going to run some ads from some of my favorite groups and organizations uh, that you should support because, yes, it's capitalism. Yes, it sucks, but, well, just 
Listen we to need the money. Yeah, well, well, I don't need money. I'm not getting paid Somebody for this. The, the only ads I get paid for are the ones that advertise Anchor, and I get like $10 for every 1,500 plays. So I, I've made a whopping 263 off of what... Really cool thing, though, and in fact, this will be my plug. Just reminding y'all, if you go to the Anchor app and look up my show, you can support... Uh, financially support the show i'm working on setting up a patreon i'm really confused by how that all works i do hope to have one up by the end of the year where we'll have early up uh early access to new episodes and i will be doing many episodes for patrons uh individually but in the meantime if you want to be one of my cool supporters go to uh the link that's in the episode description because I put it in every one. And, you know, kick me a few bucks. I I like to have a beer while I'm doing the podcast. I've, you know, I have a big shout out to um, my one my one supporter here in town who I won't call out by name because of the nature of the show. But let me just say, L, I appreciate you very, very much. And you are one of the reasons that I actually took this serious when you became my first supporter. It was like, oh, crap, somebody actually is going to pay me for my opinions. I'm going to put out shows for my opinions. So, uh, Joe, anybody, anything you want to endorse or support? Mm, Socialist Alternative. Twitter, Facebook, socialistalternative.com, um, or is it dot org? I don't know. Just Google. Google it. it. Comrade um, Google. <laughs> yeah, Comrade Google. Um, that's it. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, here's some ads. We will be right back. Deep in the swamps of Florida. Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my god! What is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The Mighty Skunk Ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Hey, capitalism sucks, but Revolution Records, Kansas City's old school record and bookstore, is part of my community. When I'm in Kansas City and need a book or a copy of a local band's album, I go to Revolution Records. Revolution has a great selection of posters, books, records, tapes, and zines. Plus, they repair music and sound gear. That's pretty dope. Most importantly, Revolution Records is part of the community beyond being a small business. The staff does a great job maintaining an inclusive, accepting, and respectful atmosphere, and they also are active in making Kansas City a better place. Community fundraisers, workshops, events, and meetings all have taken place at Revolution Records, and that's just the stuff I was involved in. So the next time you need a new record to spin or your speaker breaks, go check out Revolution Records, located 1830 Locust Street, Kansas City, Missouri, or at revolutionrecordskc.com. Okay, cool. It does look like we're going here. And we are back. Um, we are back to talk about 
how we can help with poor brain because we all have some work to do to actually help fix poor brain. I think we pretty much did a good job detailing why dealing with this stuff is so important and I also feel like we're gonna touch on some stuff coming up that we've already kind of briefly touched on. Uh, so first off, if we come from poor folk, we need to be able to seriously examine our issues and address them as they come up. Joe was talking about this earlier. We owe it to ourselves and our greater community to evaluate all our traumas, particularly if you're a male identifying person. Without understanding how our traumatized brain works, we can't Im uh, improve these insidious thought patterns, and worse yet, we pass them on to everyone we interact with. Like, for example, Joe's a great guy, but he's messing Cooper up. I know it. Like, no judgment, bro. We all messing our kids. I'm messing my kids up. But, you know. Hey, by the way, Cooper, we're sorry. We're sorry for messing up your generation, man. We're doing the best we can. He's like, whatever. I want Taco Bell. One <laughs> oh god oh god you hear that yo he's got a long memory yeah some well and long hair too yeah. that must all be a recent growth yeah <laughs> i literally like cut my hair where i had almost like barely any sorry bud <laughs> i never formally apologize i'm gonna take this well, spot on the show to formally apologize you know what to this is this is awesome oh <laughs> okay things are getting hot let's move on all right all right um, we gotta be quiet <laughs> all right so yeah but we seriously do you know pass these things on to not just our kids but everyone around us it's how we we interact so we have to be on top of that and adding on top to that fact for me at least is how these feelings and emotion associated with my poor brain ties into my overall issues with self-worth the issues of self-worth that encourages the poor brain and the cycle begins again in order to heal we must be able to examine what serves us no purpose and what actually helps us for example clipping coupons good way to save a few cents but if you're spending hours obsessing over coupons at the expense of your precious free time probably detrimental there's that executive function right? exactly so be honest with yourself and can see we switch sorry but can we switch that can we change that i hate that word those those that combination of words pisses me off you, you have the reason. internet it ear. sounds like a robot yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you're a fucking robot or something. Right? Yeah. Well, but aren't most executives soulless beings? Like, yeah. So Can we just fits. call it, like, I don't know, man, overwhelmed, conf I don't, I can't think of anything. Okay. I'll think, I'll come back with something. Yeah, yeah, just, just get on Twitter and at me, Redline right. Pod. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it in the episode description. Sweet. <laughs> we did a, I did a live episode or not live but a recorded episode with a few of my friends like a while back talking about fascism and that's when i learned what the word specious means and so i put it specious in, like you're prejudiced against other species no no that would be species is <laughs> <laughs> no oh, specious, it's uh shit, let's see if i can remember the the definition it's like an argument that seems true but is not okay and so amy from these are bad movies big shout out to these are bad movies you should check them out wherever you get your podcast and yo amy you better be giving me shout outs like i give you guys episode shout outs like all the time so next time i listen to your episode you know you bet you gonna better turn into a tupac Vicky situation <laughs> well uh amanda the other host of these are bad movies already has a podcast beef with another show oh, and shit. This a is, that's a real thing oh yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean it's playful but yes yeah, okay. so yeah amy stay on my side 
side, yo. Um, but yeah, so I learned about here. what specious was, and I put that in the episode description. So figure out what our new term is, and I'll make sure the internet knows about Sweet. it. Um, so yeah, other ways that we can help heal poverty all the way around, and this is something that... <sighs> Uh, y'all listen to me you you know how i feel about voting and why we need to do it but well let me just read what i wrote instead of going off script and saying a bunch of shit i'm going to regret okay so secondly work toward economic equality vote for pro-worker politicians for initiatives and laws that improve health care child care food stamps and other social services lobby representatives for change without a major shift in our political existence none of the reforms needed to eradicate poverty will come to pass we need universal health care to embrace that having food and water is a human right tenant-friendly laws that protect renters a livable wage no sales tax on food it goes on and on we need to work through the system in place but don't you dare stop there I'm sure we all agree that we could eradicate all poverty in the United States, and I think we can also agree that this isn't a likely scenario given our current government structure. So we have to do more than work within the system. Thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is something that's difficult because how do you invest in a place? when We've talked about moving around, and, you know, it's hard to invest in something whenever things are so up in the air all the time yep and that's why i think it can start with like simple little conversations with yeah. comrades oh and so and you know getting out of your comfort zone a little bit and you know i'm not that for me that doesn't even mean like oh you have to go vote for obviously you should go vote for pro-worker policies yeah. and stuff like that but um i think not getting too sucked into worrying so much about money and things like that which is easy to say but i think it's just talking to people and yeah. relating to other people mm-hmm. and using that knowledge and building a base and investing in your community and using that to better your community in whatever ways for you whether it's through your labor through your work i've always been of the opinion like you know i'm not like I don't believe in ethical consumption or anything like yeah, that, but yeah. the labor you choose mm-hmm. can is an effective way for you to wield your personal oh, yeah. power. Oh yeah. And so I think that's another way that people can, you know, hell yeah. So speaking of ways besides voting that we can do to fix the system to help ease the trauma of poverty is going to take a lot more than voting. Like Joe's just said, this is where old friends, mutual aid and dual power come in. Hey comrades, welcome back. Grab a chair. Mutual aid and dual power go hand in hand. When we build effective mutual aid systems, we build dual power. Quick reminder, mutual aid isn't charity, and dual power is building institutions through outside sources rather than established ones that aren't meeting the needs of the people. The things that fall through the cracks of capitalism won't be fixed by capitalism. They won't be fixed by the government. They won't be fixed by private corporations. They won't be fixed by NGOs or billionaires. They won't be fixed by Jesus, Buddha, or the flying spaghetti monster. All praise has noodly appendage. Ramen. Press X for doubt. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fixed by you and me. Well, I mean, by 
probably not us because we're sitting here recording podcasts, but you get my drift. The per, yeah, the proverbial. <laughs> right. Yeah, the proverb. You, you, get off your ass. Yeah. If, if, Fucking you, not yeah, me. Slacker. You, you know, the, the key to a good podcast is you have to be slightly abusive to your listeners. Uh-huh. Not too much because you alienate them and lose them. Yeah. But just, you know, it's, Find it's a sweet spot. Yo, dynamic. It's, what yeah. can I say, man? Negging. It's negging. Like, like they still want some more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave it there for I say something I really regret. Um, so yeah, it'll be fixed by us. They'll be fixed by community food pantries, communal fridges, and neighborhood gardens. They'll be fixed by food drives, soup kitchens, and grocery giveaways. Babysitting for your neighbors. Exactly. That's one I didn't have listed, but babysitting. They'll be fixed by community health clinics, legal aid, and skill shares. That would be a skill share. For me, It's I've got a couple clients that I go do work for at under market rate or for free because... I have the skills and the tools, and they need help. And yeah. then, and I'm going to say something very controversial. I think more socialists should be landlords in this country because, like, and I'm not saying, oh, you have to participate in the system yeah. to beat the system. Yeah. But, like, practically speaking, I feel like if more socialists own place, like, you know, it's, they'd be a little bit more lax on certain. Yeah, no, I, I totally. Or communal housing or something. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, we were talking a little before the show, and I was I have a client who is not a landlord but owns a home and has a uh, elderly African-American woman who lives there and doesn't pay rent half the time, and my friend doesn't trip about it because they know that this little old lady needs a place to stay, and... Like, yeah, more landlords like that. I just, I I really fear, like, people owning property because it seems to me it's something that so easily corrupts. Yeah, I, I think it, it's, like, for lack of a better option because, like, I don't know any, and I'm not very familiar with, like, tenant yeah. socialism or anything like that, like, in my area. I'm more lean towards the environmental stuff, but... um. There's just no options in terms of any kind of like communal housing in Kansas yeah. City, like that I really know of. Oh yeah, there's. And I would much rather prefer something like that. Last time I was researching that, and it's been like three, four years. Like you have to be a drug addict. Yeah, and there's there's like <laughs> well, there's two commune houses that I know of in KC, and that was years ago, but those and I know there's one like maybe six blocks away here in Lawrence, but. It mainly because of the capitalist society that it exists under, they all have all sorts of issues in and of themselves yeah. because, you know, somebody, as much as we'd like to be like, okay, well, we'll cover your rent because you fell on hard times, the bank's still saying, if you don't pay me that mortgage, we're taking the place. So it's it's the same reason that communism hasn't worked in any other country, and that's only true because America won't leave them alone to do their own thing. And so, but yeah, community housing would be something else that would fix the problem because we, we have to fix the problem. We can't count on these established institutions to fix this problem for us. So that's why we need dual power and doing all these things will build dual power. When we can't depend on things like the state or private enterprise to meet our needs, we'll build our own with blackjack and hookers. (laughs) Yes, that was a not-so-subtle Futurama reference. (laughs) But yeah, we'll build a system of solidarity that meets the needs of the community. That's all of us. And when we help each other build solidarity across all types of lines, whether they're political, religious, gender, etc., we realize our collective power. Back in the last depression... Wait, 
Not well, not two thousand eight. The one before that. No, no, not the one in the seventies. Um, the great one, the big one, back in you know the twenties, back in the Great Depression. Our great grandparents figured out a lot of this. They had the grocery stores, the Fucking soup dorks. kitchens, right? <laughs> Although they had the eviction protections, and I was really trying to find a solid source to talk about how they used to show up armed to. Uh, eviction proceedings and land options. Yeah, we've really grown soft. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There was a civil war I was reading about in like the 1880s or 70s or something. It was like called the labor. I didn't even know there was a thing. There the was like a, literally a labor Blair, union yeah, civil war. That would be the Battle of Blair Mountain. And in West Virginia? And West yeah. Virginia. There's all cops are bastards except for Sid Hatfield. I don't think that I talked about... I might have talked about Blair Mountain in one of the labor day episodes uh if not i'm definitely going to be doing that'd be a cool oh it's i love i love labor history and blair mountain of all the union massacres that were happening at that time that was like the one where we were able to actually do some some get take some scalps yeah pretty much i mean it's it ended up taking the national you don't like to be happy about it but you're happy exactly yeah (laughs) i mean i would have preferred that their union won and got recognized and stuff but that was a point that we can look to and be like why why aren't we doing that yeah i mean if we all just the unions are a better alternative than we just start shooting at the bosses and that's not my my idea. I'm not planning I, on I doing this. Both at this point, I think. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I'm not joking. I probably do have an FBI agent listening to this. Shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I, doing the Supreme. I'd prefer beep. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get the tone generator yeah. going. Um, so yeah, they. Yeah, I wish we could bring that back. Um, <laughs> so. When we work together to help heal poverty, though, we heal the generations to come, as well as the comrades inhabiting this moment of space and time with us. A child who knows they'll be fed is one that's not pumping out extra cortisol. A kid who lives in stable housing isn't developing neurosis about their housing or their living situation, and a kid with health care can be preventative rather than degenerative. We ease the stress of our community, and thus ourselves, by helping fix the problems of today. It's a win-win. To illustrate this point, I'm going to bring up another psychologytoday.com article, this one from July 9th, 2022, by Michael Corrigan, titled The Implications of Poverty, Oversights, and Medication to Childhood Trauma Care. Quote, For example, if across urban districts nationwide, a considerable percentage of students in an average classroom have experienced childhood trauma, these signs and symptoms most likely contribute to disruptive student behaviors and feelings or mindsets unbeneficial to a productive living environment or learning environment, end quote. So basically, if we have less traumatized kids in the classroom, traumatized from poor brain, the rest of our kids have better classroom experiences. And this theory can easily be extrapolated into other things. A more healthy society comes from more healthy individuals, and having health care helps the individual stay healthy. It would reduce strain on our emergency rooms, which are often paradoxically first and last That's choice a hot of topic the poor. right now. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, well, what do you got to add? You know, you're a socialist. Y'all won't shut up about Medicare for all. Yeah. Who's going to pay for it, Joe? That's what I ask. Who's going to pay for it? <laughs> I will add my dad works at the hospital as a patient transporter uh, in Seattle at Virginia Mason, and his girlfriend is a nurse, oncology nurse. 
And, you know, that's a whole another talk for another day, but I will say they are incredibly overstaffed, and uh, poor people get worse care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and again, it's been documented. I didn't do the research because I didn't know the conversation was going to take this turn. But And COVID uh, is real, actually. Oh. Did you know that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're not here for these hot takes. <laughs> Next, you're going to be telling me that monkeypox is a thing. Only if you're gay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other whole nother uh, thing there oh along those lines because because that makes me think of the aids epidemic which yeah, of course 100%. makes me think of ronald reagan let's take a moment to imagine ronald reagan burning in hell <laughs> just, just with monkeypox with monkey yes and covid, <laughs> and COVID yeah. just a <laughs> like, slew of viral <laughs> diseases on ongoing bit on my show and things get heavy it's like let's just take a minute to that's like your, ronald your quiet place exactly it's, it's Look, I have two happy spots. One is by a mountain creek in the Bighorn Mountains of Wyoming. The other one is sitting next to Ronald Reagan getting buggered by the devil. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I like to think Reagan wasn't even a person. He was kind of like a Manchurian candidate yeah. for the religious right. Like I, I could believe that. I, I you mean, know, I, uh, I, mean, I reject what you're saying. Right? Whatever it is you're saying, I reject. Yes. Ronald Reagan was a bastard. And, and if you want to be a leftist, that's where all your your intellectual learning should start. I don't care if you read Capital. I don't care if you read any other theory. You just need to understand why Ronald Reagan was the worst president we've ever had. And, and if, we've had a lot yeah. of bastards. And if you're a Latin American and you're like a Republican, then you're just a giant joke because Reagan basically ruined all of Latin America. Right. <laughs> Which is funny because Reagan did do that, but then he also, he also um, made it so a certain amount of of refugees from the problems he caused were welcome into America. And so I guess it's kind of like that mob thing where you create a problem and then fix it and people are supposed to be thankful for it. Oh, that's our MO, dude. Oh, yeah. That's that's just America. (laughs) Syria, you know, Afghanistan, God bless this country. Let's end it on, yeah, God bless (laughs) Oh, God, no. With the (laughs) shitty flute version. (laughs) I actually have a version of that already I've used for some... Anyway, get back to this script. I'm not original. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it just means we think a lot, a lot alike. Um, So, yeah, another benefit of doing our part to help meet the material needs of others is laying the foundation for a successful community down the road no matter what comes whether that's the effects of climate change further neglect from our government or the newest pandemic threat we'll be prepared no matter what the universe throws at us we'll be ready because we've already spent so much hypothetical time in getting our shit together when supply lines break down and we can't afford food we'll already have structures in place to make sure everyone's fed when climate change makes the world unbearably hot we'll have community cooling stations when we can't find doctors or afford them, we'll have community health clinics. And when we can't afford uh, therapists or psychiatric doctors, we'll have peer counseling and our friendly neighborhood drug man. Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's the guy that's got the Xanax prescription <laughs> and you need a few because goddamn you're having a panic attack. Yeah. I mean, personally, I prefer my medication to come in a clear plastic bag. It seems and a lot safer that's that the way. war on drugs. <laughs> exactly. Again, fuck that. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it all comes full circle back to Right. Me. Okay, so finally, 
I hope you all remember, most important, what we are writ in. And this is the Buddhist in me talking, but it really helps me keep myself sane. You're rich in something, whether that's your friends, your colleagues, your family, your community, or even regular stuff like a deep breath, the smell of a cup of tea, or the sight of that Minneapolis precinct burning in 2020. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever helps peaceful you out, you know. But you got to hold on to these little things and not get hung up on things that we can't control. We have this exact moment in this Earth and spaceship, so make the most of it. Work diligently for change you wish to see in the world, but also enjoy life. We only get the one. Well, as a Buddhist, I, I think we have infinite lives, but the saying only works when you say one. Um, but don't give up. That's, that's all I'm saying. There's always hope. And at the very least, our only hope is each other. So that's the end of the script. Joe, you got anything you want to add to this before we give some plugs and wrap this sucker up? I really liked what you said about how we're all rich in some, and I'll just add for myself as a bit of a nihilist and an eco-Marxist, just realize that you're doing everything you can as mm -hmm. the cards are dealt. Um, work with each other. Try and, you know, form communities and realize that this is not the natural way we're right. supposed to live. Right. <laughs> so it's not your fault. Yeah. You're, you're coping. <laughs> Although you shouldn't, like, uh, beat up kids or, like, oh, yeah, rape well, or murder. I mean, you shouldn't make That's things. That's your fault. It's kind of like being a doctor. Do no harm. Yeah. You know, like make things better. And if you can't make things better, at least don't make things worse. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big disconnects of capitalism versus the human experience because capitalism exists without that credo. It doesn't yeah. matter if you make things worse. You just want to make money for your shareholders. Yeah. And since the amount of shareholders is shrinking and shrinking, like maybe maybe we shouldn't care about them and we should care about the actual stakeholders which is all of us that have to live in this godforsaken planet yeah. try and be like rob williams from hook after he goes to neverland not yeah. the, not the before there neverland we go part. 90s classic hook god god bless robin williams yeah. that's one that Bo i don't think yeah. we need to worry robin about. williams <laughs> 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 all I know is I still one of the only Disney songs I still know all the words to is the genie song from Aladdin. Oh, I thought it would be Savages. Savage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's that. And uh, incidentally, I just can't wait to be king. Uh, which personally, that slaps. oh, it does. I mean, we should execute all kings, including Simba. Um, Hell yeah. So I mean, um, well, and not replace them with the bird. Exactly. <laughs> we need to replace them with the dictatorship of the proletariat. Exactly. Why is Timon and Pumbaa? And Zazu not running the kingdom. Like, exactly. we, we don't need kings any more than we need, you know, CEOs. Yeah, Simba's really just more of the same. Oh, you know? yeah. Simba is the Joe Biden <laughs> of the pride land. Well, this is what this podcast, this is what right. this episode is all about. Oh, yeah. We finally yeah. got to our right? hey, thesis, it, it, I think. It, it only took an hour and 20 some minutes to get to the fact that Simba is, in fact, Joe Biden. And, yeah. uh, and also, it spells out sex whenever right? the third flies Actually, up. it spells out SFX. It's commonly mistaken Dude. as sex, but they put it in, the animators put it in as a nod to the sound effects department, and but the way that the bottom part of that dust comes floating out, it's supposed to be caught on the wind. Why do you know so much about that? <laughs> I just shared a meme on Twitter that okay. was like, I... I know everything about everything because I have severe ADHD, poor mm. impulse control, and an internet connection. Same. So yeah. it's like, I know a lot about a little. Yeah. I mean, there's 
the only I mean things, a little about <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. The only things I think myself somewhat of an expert on that I, I feel like I could talk with authority about is the colonization of the American West post-1865 and the Oregon Trail and probably labor organizing in the uh, 20th century. But everything else, I'm just talking out of my ass. I just sound really <laughs> confident doing it. And I'm a white guy, so you listen to me, right? That's how this works. You, you know? uh, <laughs> Bo Burnham. Right. <laughs> oh, God, I, I wish I was talented enough. I've got, the, I've got the stuff in my head to make it work. I just can't play music that well. It'll all just be an open C chord over and over yeah, and over. Right. And I can't carry a tune. So, uh, Joe, um, yeah, we're wrapping it up. You want to plug anybody or anything? Or? Um, Socials Alternative, Twitter, Facebook. Um, other than that, no, thank you. It's been fun. Sweet. Yeah, this has been fun. You should plan on coming back at some point in the near future because I've got other scripts that are dark in their own ways but not so uh, personally traumatizing. Yeah, it's hard for me to take things seriously. So, oh. And you, you like, do all your research. So oh, I, like I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say all my... Re- I, I do what... Any- I, it would have taken me years to, to write what you just Yeah, wrote. and this, like, <laughs> this me ended up being... Uh, 4,686 words of actual scripted stuff. I usually do uh, try to shoot between three and five because if I'm just reading them, that's about half hour, 45 minutes. If I've got somebody on, that's a couple episodes worth about 45 minutes. Um, And I have... Yeah, I actually thought after I found out you were coming over about doing one of these other ones I had written, but I also was like, I have not thought through any of these or edited any of them. Yeah, you actually have to, like, work at shit like this, by the way. Uh, yeah, and this is work. So I'm me, and you just come in and say like a couple dumb things. Well, and, and see, that's what I wish anybody who who I've talked to about potentially being on this show and haven't. This is this is literally what you're gonna come in and do. You don't have to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you don't have to do any. Re- I've had a few guests, and I had Taylor from Mutual Aid. I had Amy and Amanda. You can even bring your kids, and he'll watch. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> it depends on the kid. Cooper's being good, so I'll, I'll let this one slide. Now I do know that I'm going to have to. Re- record at least one podcast with my kids around just so there it's not like bro you you seriously let another kid be in here that's like cheating i recorded one podcast a while ago when i had my kids but it was like a time sensitive one so i did i straight kicked them out it was a nice day my kids are 15 and 10 and i'm like just go run around the neighborhood don't come back till i tell you it's okay remember that remember running around the neighborhood hey that's the only reason i re-signed the lease on this place like there's i could have probably found something cheaper but my kids like the neighborhood and they have little neighborhood friends and it reminds me of the neighborhood i grew up in so which is a mile away gotta do whatever they want apparently Mm, that's the rules well i mean you know gotta do whatever we can to reduce their trauma from poor brain and one of those is being able to build those you know what i've moved more times than I can recall off the top of my head just since my divorce. So it's like, yeah, I think my kids deserve a couple years at the same place. We'll we'll take what we got. So, yeah, um, you're listening to Red Leg Revolution. You can find me on social media at Red Leg Revolution, except for Twitter, which is Red Leg Pod. I can't remember if somebody beat me to it or if I just thought that worked better. I'm starting to use Twitter a bit more than Facebook, so you should come find me. Like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Click on the uh, patronage link in the description and maybe kick me some beer money. Um, I'll put it to good use. It'll, it'll either go to beer or weed. So 
maybe I'll pay a cell phone bill with it. But <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. We will be back when we are back. And uh, always remember that our only hope is each other. Later. Later. Shout out to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Taco Bell and their dollar menu, feeding the working class. Now they just need to pay their people more. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. We out.